We are proud to partner with MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Students can easily create and manage time for flex blocks, wind time, activity periods, RTI, counselor and teacher appointments, and so much more. Even my favorite, Synergy Time. And with its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, MyFlex Learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Make flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com BE. This B Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. IXL's all-inclusive online teaching and learning platform simplifies EdTech needs and accelerates achievement in 95 of the top 100 U.S. school districts. IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights at every level of your school or district. This one solution performs work that typically requires dozens of tools. Want to find out why so many leading districts trust IXL? Visit IXL.com BE. That's IXL.com slash B-E. Welcome to Transformative Principle, where I help you stop putting out fires and start leading. I am your host, Jethro Jones. You can follow me on Twitter at Jethro Jones. Welcome to Transformative Principle, episode 471. Oh, wow. I first, before we get started, I want to invite you to my book launch that is going to happen in just over a week. I've been doing this podcast for nearly a decade, and I've learned so many amazing things, and I share them with you in a new book called How to Be a Transformative Principle. It's really good, actually. And I want to celebrate its launch with you. So if you'd like to join me, go to jethrojones.com slash how to be. That's jethrojones.com slash how, the number two, and be, as in how to be a transformative principle. I'm going to talk a little bit more about the book launch in a minute, but first I want to tell you what I've been up to. In January and February, I presented at two conferences, FETC in January in Orlando, which was cool. And then in February, I presented at the Attachment Trauma Network's Trauma Sensitive Schools Conference. That was in Houston. I presented with my friend Tessa Stuckey, who has been on this podcast and is at The Mom Therapist on Instagram. And she presented about suicide prevention. And I did a little short bit as part of that. And then she and I both presented on how social media exacerbates trauma. We had a good turnout, lots of people there. And if you are here listening to this podcast because you attended our session, thank you. Welcome. And I'm glad to have you. You're in for a treat with all the great guests that I have on this podcast. So our presentation went pretty well. 
it um i think it met the needs of the people there and people there's a lot of head nodding and people understanding that this is definitely something that we need and so there's definitely a need for some support this whole conference though was all about trauma sensitive schools and so it was really good and um i i enjoyed being there with people and learning about it um challenging my own beliefs and growing in that regard as well one of the things that i took away is dr bruce bruce perry's neurosequential model which is a different way of doing things in therapeutic situations and the big thing for me is i mean so there's a lot to that but here's the takeaway the power of connection is huge he also talks about therapeutic dosing, which is what are the dosing requirements that you can have. And I'm going to have a few people come on the podcast and talk about this so that I can understand it better. But you can do dosing in short five minute spurts and you don't have to have a full on therapist or counselor be the only one who can provide that because a lot of it is about connection and in his book with oprah winfrey he talks about how healing happens in community and i think that is such an important fascinating idea that we have to pay attention to and understand that as we build community that helps everyone heal from whatever struggles they may be having so if we have appropriate healthy relationships in a community it's going to make a big difference so the other thing is I have been doing trauma stuff for quite a few years already, but I'm starting to make that more of what I'm doing because it, it, it impacts what we're doing. And I, I prefer to call that resilient schools training. So how to be a resilient school is, is what we're looking at. And it involves things like being aware of trauma, but also focuses a lot on the things that I talk about all the time, which is you've got to focus on the individual. And that is so important. So big data is great, but for the kid who's failing, they are 100% not getting it. And 95% of your students may be getting it, but the, the kid who isn't getting it is 100% not getting it. And we can't lose sight of the individual. And that's something that as time has gone on, I have just learned is more and more important. So we've got to focus on the individual. And that is one aspect of resilient schools. Um, so I'm going out to Wyoming to present on that also uh, later this year, this spring. And if you'd like to have become present on it. And then the thing that I do, like I hate when somebody comes in and they're like, here's this new initiative and here's all this stuff you have to do to do it to quote unquote implement with fidelity. And that's so frustrating. It's so hard because we already have a ton on our plate and my trauma and resilient schools training are not like that. That's just not what I believe in. So, um, I think we should do it as a, this is more about what we think and how we think rather than another thing to do. And I have a way of doing that so that you don't feel like this is something additional, but it's just a, a way to think about things, which I think really helps teachers feel like they can do it. And I've taken three schools to be trauma-informed and, or as I call it, resilient schools. And I'd like to help your school out with that as well. 
So if you're interested in that, go to resilientschools.com or jethrojones.com slash trauma. And I'm going to be moving stuff to resilientschools.com as as time goes on, because I just like that the name of that better. Um, the other thing that I learned there was that dysregulated students can often exist in a dysregulated teacher's classroom. And what I also learned is that those dysregulated teachers often have a dysregulated principal. And my idea around resilient schools is that resilient principals support resilient teachers who can then teach resilient students who attend a resilient school, which employs a resilient principal. And it just goes on and on because when there is that support and people can be resilient, then they can support each other and they can get better themselves and have the support that they need to be successful. So once again, if you're interested in learning more about that, if you want to join that journey with me that I've been doing for a while, and I'm just starting to get do more presentations and speaking on that, go to resilientschools.com or jethrojones.com slash trauma. Okay, let's talk about the book launch because this is so exciting. So this is coming out March 6, 2022. In nine days is the official launch of my book, How to Be a Transformative Principal. And I would like you to come to my launch party. If you are listening to this and you actually like listening to it, then I think you're going to love the launch party because it's going to be a little different. A few weeks ago, I learned, I participated in this experience with Chad Littlefield from We and Me. And Chad is amazing at building connection. And he created this incredible experience for those of us who are participating. And it was so powerful that I said, I'm going to do that for this book. Now, when you write a book called How to Be a Transformative Principal, I'm not going to lie, it's a little presumptuous, right? And, and that is, that's just how it is. But I've done over 500 interviews on this podcast. I've talked to so many people and there's just so much that I've learned. I wanted to share it. And hat tip to Kimberly Miles, who's been telling me for years that I need to write this book. And I kept saying, I can't write it yet because there's more to it. And so I finally just buckled down and said, okay, I'm going to write it. And so that's what I did. And I've been talking about that for a bit, but I'm going to, I'm going to share something a little extra with you in the book launch. What we're going to do is we're actually going to take all of your wisdom Everybody who attends, we're going to take what you bring to the table and your insights and what you believe is important about each of the nine areas of how to be a transformative principle. And we're going to use that to write another book, a 60,000 word book together. How cool is that? I, I promise you, this is going to be cathartic. It's going to be amazing. You're going to feel like you are contributing to something. And you're going to love the experience of doing that kind of group work together, but yet individually. You're going to be part of something bigger than yourself. And I want you to be there. So I'd like you to join me, jethrojones.com slash how to be. That's jethrojones.com slash how the number two and be. So please come and join me. I'd love to have you there. 
I think I bought the domain name how to be a transformative principle.com, but it's long, so there's probably going to be typos when you type it, but you can go there also. Um, I'm going to be giving away some prizes. So we're going to do this awesome book launch, but I'm also going to be giving away some prizes. Um, number one, I'm going to give away 10 seats in the mastermind for current administrators. So if you've been thinking about the mastermind and you want to have a chance to get in on that for free, then this would be a great way to do it. We're only going to run that for a short time. It's not going to be the full year like it usually is for everybody else who's in there, but it'll give you a taste of it and let you know if it's really something that you want to do. And spoiler alert, it is. It's so powerful and you're going to love it. Um, also, everyone who comes, I will invite you back to another uh, book study if you are interested. No obligation, but if you want to, we're going to do a book study um, over about nine weeks where we read basically a chapter a week and share our insights, the things we've learned and what we want to implement and take away from this book. Um, I'm also giving away a bunch of books as well, which is going to be a lot of fun. Um, so, uh, success mindsets by Ryan Gottfriedson. He's even going to sign them. So that's a bonus. Um, a couple copies of the book impact players. I'm going to give away a few book copies of my book. Uh, once you register for this event, this experience, because that's really what it is, not just a book launch, but it's a book launch experience. You are also going to get a, um, an email asking you to pre-order the book. And I'm going to ship those out, sign them, and send them to you um, by the end of March. Got to wait for myself to get those books, first of all. Um, and there's going to be some goodies in that little package as well. As a way for me to say thank you for, one, purchasing the book, and two, for being a fan and a listener of the podcast. And three, just to make sure you feel special. Um. Then you're also going to get a PDF of that book that we write together, which is going to be pretty cool as well for you to, to see what that looks like. And um, I may make that a print on demand book where you can order it from Amazon and just get it sent to you and be able to flip through it. Um, we're going to address all the nine issues that are in our nine facets of leadership in how to be a transformative principle. And I think you're really going to like that part of it. So, um, yeah, come invite your other uh, educational leadership friends, uh, superintendents, principals, APs, deans of students, you know, invite people who would benefit from learning how to be a transformative principal. It's going to be a great experience. That's at jethrojones.com slash how the number two and B. And at this time, it is appropriate to thank our sponsor, John Kent. They are also the publisher of my book. And I really appreciate the team there for helping me get this book out and for all the other great books that are out there. To learn more about what they offer, go to us.johncatbookshop.com. That's us.johncatbookshop.com. All right, let's get into the real content today. That was, that was good stuff that I talked about already. Um, but I'm going to talk about hiring this month. And this is our focus for the month of March. And while I was in Houston, I visited the Fay School. And coming up in just two episodes, um, we're going to talk with Melissa Sherman, who is the principal of the Fay School in Houston. And I want to read a couple of things. So from the website, 
uh, this is like the about page on the Faith Schools website, and it says, your child and your child's future represent the most powerful gift for the Faith School and the future of the world. The Faith School leverages a future-focused curriculum integrated into leadership development through emotional intelligence to transform your child's potential into a powerful toolkit and reliable compass that launches them out into middle school and beyond. It's a K-5 school, by the way. It continues. Once you and your child step onto our outdoor-oriented campus, oh my goodness, beautiful. I will link to my Instagram page where I shared pictures from this. We believe you'll experience what separates us from the other independent schools in Houston. Most importantly, you will learn how the Faith School has begun taking steps to intentionally transform the landscape of early childhood and elementary education through innovation. All of what we do and aspire to become places your child first. Now, having actually been there and seen that myself, I can tell you there is some really awesome stuff going on. And from the fire pit outside to the, is it a bayou? The bayou that runs behind their school to the forest areas to everything that is there. It's about a three acre campus and is built after the home of the founder, um, her childhood home growing up where she lived. And it's amazing. It's beautiful. It's inspiring. You go there and you feel like, this is a place I would want to send my kids. It's very cool. So as I mentioned, we'll be talking with Melissa Sherman on episode 473. That'll come out in just two weeks. Now, uh, since we're talking about hiring and it's the most important job you do, um, I'm going to read an excerpt from my book uh, because I think there's some, some good stuff in here. Reports of teacher shortages have been a constant backdrop in the United States for several years now. Transformative principals typically don't have a problem finding new staff for all the reasons we've spoken about in this book. If you have a vital vision, communicate effectively, build positive relationships, support your teachers, you'll find that there's an endless list of people who want to be part of your school. It's a natural byproduct of the things that we've been talking about. You can have that too. Hiring the best people for your school is vital. Todd Whitaker says that hiring may be the most important thing a principal does. You can get a teacher more on board in five minutes in your interview than five years in your building. Think about that for a second. Continuing from my book, it behooves us as principals to ask the best questions we can find to see if someone will be a good fit for a school. As Bill Daggett says, culture trumps strategy every single time. When interviewing, you must find the best person you can. It is even acceptable to wait as long as you need to until you find that right person. Sometimes a person serving as a long-term sub is better than a poor teacher. If you have ever hired the wrong person for a job, you know how that feels. Just preparing to hire teachers is a multi-step, year-round process, one that takes on different aspects at different times in the year. If you'll remember from my interview with Joe Jones and TJ Vari, Retention for a Change, we talked about that in that interview. So hiring can be risky, or rather I should say risky, spelled R-I-S-C-H-I, which is an acronym for Recruit, Introduce, Hire, screen, cultural fit, 
and I and I left out interview. I wrote introduce twice. So it should be recruit, screen, recruit, interview, screen, hire, cultural fit, introduce. Excuse me. I got that kind of wrong there. So I like to think of that as a three circle Venn diagram, which you can see if you go to the show notes for this podcast episode. And this is a circular ongoing process. There's overlap in the areas. So you, you may hire someone, but there is an aspect to determining cultural fit before and right after you hire them. There's an aspect of introducing them to everybody else when you're recruiting and when you are hiring. And ideally, the introduction part leads right into more recruiting because they're saying they want to bring their friends to your school as well. But I'm getting a little ahead of myself. Let's go back to what I said in the book. Where you are regularly doing each of these activities matters. With teacher shortages that have plagued our industry for years being exacerbated by the pandemic, more than ever, we need to take a serious step in hiring people effectively. A recent study by the Learning Policy Institute called A Coming Crisis in Teaching, Teaching Supply, Demand, and Shortages in the U.S. shows that in 2021, this was written before 2021, the demand for new teachers would be 300,000 and the amount of teachers available would be less than 200,000. That's a projected shortage of 100,000 teachers, not before they even knew the pandemic existed. That was in 2016. In 2021, we've had governments requesting ret retired teachers come back to take the load off of other teachers in the building. Districts are offering signing bonuses and trying their best to attract teachers. While those may be nice, that's nothing compared to you implementing what you read in this book. Being a transformative principal is how we solve our teacher shortage. And I'm going to show you how to recruit and hire amazing teachers. In the book, I've worked hard to include actionable advice for you to, for you to make sure you can attract the top talent to your school and that they will want to stay there for as long as possible. They will come for the job, but they will stay for your vision. Before we go any further, imagine for a moment what the hiring process could be like in five years. Think about the stress and tension you're feeling right now and think about what it could look like even next year. Things could get better very fast. But let's think about in five years. You've got very low turnover. It happens, but people want to stay at your school because it is such a great place. The culture is amazing. The relationships are amazing. Everything there is great. When there is turnover and opportunities for new staff to come on board, you first make sure all your current people are in the right places. Then you get to take your pick from the people who you already know will be great at your school and invite them to join you. You have the perfect placement for them and they already have friends at your school so you know they will be a good cultural fit. Just imagine how powerful that will be for everyone. It's possible. And that's how transformative principals hire their new staff. Now, that's just a little teaser, an introduction about what you can do. And the reason why I brought this up in the context of the Fay School is that the Fay School very clearly says what it's about. And because of that, they have attracted that I saw personally two amazing teachers. 
And they've attracted much more than just two amazing teachers. But the two that I saw were specifically amazing. One was uh, educated at Yale and was going to do finance or law or something like that. And because she took a child development class, she knew that she wanted to be a teacher. And because she's so smart, she knew that she wanted to teach in a place that would be adaptable to her skills. And so she chose the Faith School because she wanted an outdoor-oriented campus. She wanted education that was done differently enough that she could bring her unique skills and abilities to the table. And I saw another teacher who, um, when you look on the wall in the kindergarten classroom, she has hello in the languages of each of the children in her classroom. So there is Vietnamese, there is, I think, Korean, there is English, there is Spanish, and uh, I'm trying to remember, but I don't remember what else there was, but there were other languages. Now, these two teachers are very happy with what they're doing, as far as I could tell. And do you know how I could tell? Because they really seem to be enjoying their jobs. They really seem like they were comfortable. When the principal walked into their group, uh, into the classroom or into the outside area where they were, where they were doing it, the teachers were not scared about what she was there to do. They were not concerned that there was somebody there. They felt comfortable. They felt supported. And uh, Melissa has been doing the trust-based observations that I talked with Craig Randall on this podcast about a while ago. And she said that that has been a huge benefit to helping them understand how to work better together, how to support each other. Now, those were just two teachers that I saw. The Dean of Students, I hope that I'll be able to interview him soon. Um, he was amazing also. They have a chicken coop there. They have a, uh, a force that the kids can play in. They have an outdoor amphitheater. They have all these amazing opportunities for kids to be outside involved in cool things that are going on. Now, I want you to have whatever your school is that makes your school special. I want it to be a magnet for the kind of people you want to be there. If you don't have something special about your school that makes it more than just another school, then why would anybody want to come there? Why would they want to be an employee at your school if you're not doing anything else to make them feel like they want to be there? If you're not attracting the right people, people are coming just because it's a job. And you don't want people there who just want a job. That's no fun for anybody. They're not committed. They're not dedicated. They're not willing to push through the hard times when they're just there for a job. Now, let's go back to what I said at the beginning about resilient schools. People have hard lives, right? And you have to recognize and appreciate and support them when they do experience those struggles. And I'm not saying that we should overwork people. Certainly not. What I'm saying is that you don't overwork people who want to be there. They don't feel like they're overworking. They feel like they are doing the best that they possibly can. And I'm not saying we should try to get teachers to work 10 hours a day. Not at all. We should try to find the people who will love what they're doing and be completely satisfied with what they're doing because we're giving them permission. 
Now, I talked with a woman that I met here in in Houston at the conference, and she said, I, I'm leaving my school and I don't know where I'm going. I just know that I can't be at that school anymore because I disagree philosophically with what's going on. Now, one, good that she is self-selecting to get herself out of there. Two, good that she recognizes that she doesn't fit there because she doesn't agree philosophically with, with what's going on. And what's so important here is that when you have a vision and you have a culture that attracts people, they will seek you out and they will want to be part of that. And I want to encourage you to do just that. I want to encourage you to find your vision and make it so clear that those who you would want to be there are looking for it and asking for an opportunity. Now, I'm going to share one tip because I always end with how, what's one thing someone can do to be a transformative principal. And here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to assume because you've been listening to this podcast that, and you're listening to the end, that's also a bonus. I'm going to assume that you are the kind of person who already has a vision and knows what your school wants to be. So what I'm going to ask you to do now, the one action step I'm going to ask you to do this week is to find three or four people who are employed somewhere else who you would love to have at your school and reach out to them, whether it's on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Snapchat, TikTok, whatever it is, you reach out to those people and you say, I think you'd be a great match for our school and I want to send you information about our school. They can be anywhere in the world because that's the beauty. You can find them anywhere. And you tell them what's so amazing about your school and why they'd be such a good fit. And I'm not telling you to like get them out of their current school or anything like that just yet. I just want you to tell them. And then every two or three months, I want you to just send them an email and say, here's what we got going or call them on the phone and say, here's what we're doing and why it's amazing. Now, if you do that over the next five years, you're going to have that perfect kind of situation where you're attracting the right people. They want to be at your school. And this is what transformative principles do. They find ways to turn off the excuses about teacher shortages. They find ways to say, that's not going to affect us. We are awesome. And the awesome people we want to attract are going to find us. I want that to be your, your vision as well. I want you to experience that because I do know that it's possible. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you for listening. I'd love to have you join me for my book launch in just nine days. If you haven't signed up yet, that's jethrojones.com slash how the number two and B. And thank you so much for listening to Transformative Principle. Do you want to simplify your school's technology, save teachers time, improve students' performance on state assessments? You can do it all, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all these goals. That's IXL.com BE. There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But when do they actually do all of those things? 
you need flexible time. When added into your master schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention, meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings. If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out MyFlex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flexible time without all the headaches you get with it usually. Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com BE.